0: Welcome to Small Bites, the weekly equity podcast for busy people where you'll get strategies in 5 minutes at 5 a.m. to help you become a more culturally literate, responsive, and culturally responsible educator. Join me also on Friday nights on YouTube or throughout the week at Hedrick or at Hedrick Nichols on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. See you Mondays at 5 a.m. Hello and welcome back to Small Bites. I'm your host, Hedrick Nichols. Thank you for coming back each week for listening, for learning, and for taking the knowledge back into your classrooms and onto your campuses to become more inclusive and culturally aware educators. If you like what you're listening to here on Small Bites, be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and visit the show notes or hedrick.com for these and other resources. As you know, on Friday night I talked about how we got from solidarity around the unjustness of George Floyd's death to a place where we're banning all talks of race and identity in our classrooms. While it's helpful to look at how quickly the pendulum has swung from one side to the other, it's more helpful to examine your own reactions to both the death of George Floyd, and the ensuing protests in 2020, and current laws in states banning books, curricula, and discussions on topics of race, identity, equity, and social justice. They're symbolic. When you think back, what were your thoughts on why George Floyd died and whether or not race played a part? And now when you see legislation on the banning of any conversation that challenges the current narrative surrounding our nation's history, systems, and the heroes that we know, and more importantly, the heroes we don't know. When you think of those two points, where do you find yourself? What feelings are you experiencing? The bottom line is, I can say, as I did on Friday night, we've got to be more unified as a nation. We can't retreat into our corners. E pluribus unum! but if we don't have some kind of strategy to help us reflect on events that we process and our feelings about them, we might just keep modeling behavior that continues to make kids think it's okay to come up with destructive TikTok challenges to do in school because they see adults being destructive and horrible to one another all the time without consequence. So why shouldn't they? Let me start off by telling you a little story. So I was one of those kids who was the, oh, 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 I want to answer the question kid. When I got to sixth grade, they rezoned our school and some other kids came in who were not used to that competitive nature. So they saw me raising my hand and trying to get the answer. And they obviously hated me on sight. So they beat me up Awful. I was well into my teaching career when I realized that I had a bias toward mean girls, toward bullies, well, against them. And once I realized that I did have a bias against mean kids, I, uh, well, I was able to heal my inner child by dissecting my feelings about, for example, mean girls versus my feelings about. Bookish girls. I've been able to identify my own bias and where it came from in order to become a better practitioner. Once I let go of some of that old pain, I immediately had empathy for those students who were most unlike me, and I was able to be on a more even, more neutral ground. Remember that word neutral. We're going to come back to it. So, When you hear about some political notion that gets you really hot under the collar, what do you do about it? Do you think about why it is that that notion produces such a strong reaction in you? If you don't, I'm going to ask you to do that. Well, with whatever you feel strongly about. reproductive rights, the right to bear arms, masks and COVID rules and regulations. Think about those things and why you have such a strong reaction. I want you to also look for something in your past that perhaps contributes to what you're feeling today. By examining our past for keys to our reactions to current events, we can identify biases and blind spots that affect our practice. That's hugely important because, well, if you think, for example, that honest conversations on race and identity can harm students, it probably will, but that's mostly because you're not in a place where you can guide student inquiry from a neutral place. Conversely, if you think that honest conversations on race and identity are absolutely necessary, you are still likely to harm your kids because you are not in a neutral place. Your blind spots and your biases control how you're able to guide student inquiry so that they can come to their own conclusions. And after all, we want them to be thinkers more than we want them to think like us. As I said in the beginning, the George Floyd protests and the critical race theory bans, those are opposing issues that are symbolic. They represent two ideologies. As an educator, how will you live in your truth and teach your students in a way that allows them to think for themselves? I hope you learned something to help you stay in a neutral space as you teach your students to find their truth. This has been Hedrick Nichols for Small Bites. Like, subscribe, follow, leave a great review, and check the show notes and Hedrick.com for more resources. See you next week on Small Bites.